and welcome to our new segment, Bowling Green Football Talk, with our co-host, Bowling Green Football Talk, on Twitter, Mitch. Mitch, how are you doing today, and how confident are you initially going into tomorrow's game? Good, Alex. You know, I'm feeling pretty confident. I think I started the offseason not feeling too good about getting an opening win. Liberty's been really good lately, but I think the fact that it's week one, gives an edge to a staff that's had five seasons together versus a staff that's just taking over in Liberty. That actually is a very good point that I didn't consider going into this. Um, you did mention that is a good segue for our first topic was Bowling Green is coming off of uh, one of their best, better seasons in recent years. Uh, six and seven overall, they lost to New Mexico state in the bowl game. Um, they had the big win against Marshall in overtime and also the big win against Toledo uh, with what, a scoring with like 40 seconds left in the game. Went 5-3 and three in MAC, uh, MAC play. How confident are you overall? Um, um, you know, how? what's your thoughts on the team going into the first game and just the season overall, the start of the new season? Yeah, I think the first game is going to set a really good tone. Well, good or bad, depending on how it goes. I think it's really important to get off to a strong start. And the schedule's tough. Obviously, Michigan is going to be really hard. Georgia Tech, they're playing right now. They actually look really good against Louisville. And so that's going to be a really tough game on the road. And so if you can't beat Liberty, you're looking at similar to last season, just one win going into the MAC play. And so to even get back to a bowl, you'd have to go five and three in the MAC. And we've just seen year to year, it's very hard to stay good in this conference. Outside of Toledo, everybody else seems to have ups and downs over the past couple decades. But overall, I'm feeling pretty good. I think this team is really, really underrated by everybody who follows football. Let's talk about Liberty last season for a second. They went eight and five. Um, Losing to Toledo, in fact, in their bowl game. Um, what are your thoughts about them going into this game? Yeah, they were really sharp last year. They had a really big win on the road against Arkansas. But after Hugh Freeze started interviewing for the Auburn job, and that kind of became a, a sure thing, they lost to UConn. They lost to New Mexico State by 40. And then they ended the season losing to Toledo in the bowl game. And so I think the Liberty team we would have played last year, there's almost no way. I think we would have beat them if we played them in week one. But I think this year, considering how they ended last year so poorly, coach left in the transfer portal era, a lot of guys leave with the coach or just want to find a new spot because, you know, a new staff comes in, a new culture comes in, and that's not the culture that you've, you're used to, not the one that recruited you. And so I think going into this year, Liberty is going to be worse, even though I do really think that Jamie Chadwell is going to do great there. We'll go into him a little more in depth uh, in a couple, uh, another segment. Um, I'd like to talk with the new um, presumed Bowling Green starter. Obviously, they're losing Matt McDonald, who graduated um, last season. Connor Blazenick is presumably the starter. Um, he has um, – Career-high season passing touchdowns with Missouri was 16. Last year, he was with Indiana through 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 2,300 um, yards. 
they had a four and six record when he was starting. He started 10, 10 of the 12 games. What do you have? Um, what's your feel on him going into um, their first game, his first game with the new team, Bowling Green Falcons? And have you uh, followed him throughout his career at all? Yeah, I heard of him back when he was in the SEC. Obviously, just, you know, catching more of the national media. I really don't know if he's going to be the starter. I I would lean that way, but I just think it's it's probably been a really good battle in camp because Cam Orth does a little bit different things with his legs. Connor brings in a lot of experience, but Bazelak was at Mizzou and then he's at Indiana, and those are two schools that are really disadvantaged in their respective conferences. Obviously, Indiana plays in a division alone with Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. And so it's tough to put up good numbers there. And I think we've just seen in the portal era, even in just two years since it's existed, guys who come in from bigger conferences do typically have a a good season or don't find it that hard to adjust because you are kind of dropping down in competition. So if he does start tomorrow, I'm going to be feeling good, but it's hard to say. I've never seen him wear the orange and brown. So week one is going to be a mystery for all of us. All right, let's talk about the other potential Bowling Green starter, Camden Orth. More uh, for better or worse, he basically played two games last year, um, starting the Miss Mississippi State game after um, I think they ruled out Matt McDonald because he got injured in practice late in the week. Um, but he had 172 yards in that one, two touchdowns and one interception. That was that he actually played pretty good um, for them playing on the road at SEC school. Then after Matt McDonald left the bowl game against New Mexico State due to injury, he came in, played majority of that one, completing 14 passes. He had one touchdown in that game. What did you like from him in the games he played last season? Yeah, he's really calm in the pocket, which is good. And like I said, his mobility is obvious. He can run. He was even in some design run packages in some of the other Mac games that we played in. And then when he was starting in the bowl game, led us on a big comeback. If that game was just a little bit longer, if we don't, you know, maybe fumble in the red zone, he possibly leads us to a win in that game. And so I think he looked really sharp and especially throwing a few touchdowns against SEC defenses. Like that's obviously a good sign of what you could potentially do in the Mac. And so I think whoever wins the job is going to have earned it. And the good competition will mean that whoever's starting for us really truly deserves to be a starter in this league. And that's going to really give us an advantage. All right. Let's talk about the Liberty quarterback for a quick second. Jonathan Bennett um, saw some action last year throwing for 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Um, His best games were against Arkansas when they won 21 to 19 throwing two, three touchdowns. He also threw two touchdowns against UMass and two touchdowns against Mac opponent Akron in victory against them. Do you think Bowling Green has the advantage at the quarterback position? Yeah, I would say so. You know, Liberty last year had a few different quarterbacks get starts because originally they had Charlie Brewer as their starter. He got injured in the first game and there was kind of a two-man rotation the rest of the year. And Bennett, now that he's a starter, he might kind of more come into his own, get more of the rhythm going throughout the game. But last year, I think the 12-9 to 9 interception ratio wasn't great. And a lot of his touchdowns, you know, like Akron was solid last year. UMass wasn't. 
And I think some of his touchdowns, he kind of shined. I mean, the Arkansas game, he was extremely good. And that's if you're a Liberty fan, you're hoping he kind of bottles that up and is able to replicate that as often as possible. But as of right now, I'd give BG the quarterback advantage. Let's talk coaches now. Obviously, Bowling Green coach Scott Loeffler coming into what's what will be his fifth season. Uh, had his best season last year, going six to seven, qualifying for the bowl game. Basically, his first successful season. Uh, what do you think about him um, at the helm of Bowling Green so far? And what's to come this season? Yeah, I mean, I've I've spoken at length about what I think of Coach Leffler. I think he's an amazing coach. I think he's an even better person. You know, getting able to talk to him, it's obvious how much he loves the kids, loves the school, loves the program. And I think he's done a really good job at BG. We were obviously a disaster when Mike Jinks left and was fired. He came in. This was pre-portal. It's not like it is now. Nowadays, if you get hired somewhere, you can go and scour the FCS ranks for some players. Uh, you can go look at other conferences, say, hey, who wants playing time? You can sell all that. That's not how it was even just a few years ago. I know it feels like a bygone era. But back when Scott first took the job, you had to just recruit big high school classes and slowly build your way back up. And that's what he did. And then obviously he was able to beat Toledo his first year, third year, able to upset Minnesota. So there was a lot of bright spots in those early lowly seasons of building. And then you kind of accumulated it to last year where you go ahead, you beat Marshall, you beat Toledo, you make a bowl game. I mean, he's two and two against Toledo and Dino Babers couldn't beat Toledo. Mike Jinks couldn't beat Toledo. Dave Clawson really struggled to beat Toledo. And so I think he's done nothing but great things so far at BG. Let's talk the opposing coach. Like we mentioned, new coach for Liberty, Jamie Chadwell, coming off a successful run at Coastal Carolina. Um, what do you think of him going into his first season at Liberty? Yeah, I love Coach Chadwell. I've been able to watch a lot of his games at Coastal. I've always been really intrigued by the offense he runs. And I think he's a really smart coach who saw an opportunity, one, to go to a, a school that's going to dominate the conference. You know, Liberty is paying him $4.5 million, which is, you know, roughly seven to eight times more than every other school in that conference is paying their coach. So they're really willing to spend, really invested to win in the football program. And so I think it's smart there to leave the Sun Belt, which is getting really, really competitive and kind of go to a, a little bit of a weaker conference where you can stand out a little bit more. And also, you know, he had a lifetime contract basically at Coastal. I mean, he was dominating there. He's doing really, really well. His offenses are just really intricate. It's kind of a shotgun triple option that really spreads defenses thin. And so I think he could have went anywhere to coach, but I know that religiously he's really aligned with what Liberty does. You know, they're a Christian university. They're the only Christian college in FBS football. So I know that played a big part in him taking that job and wanting that job. And so I think he's going to do really, really well at Conference USA. All right. Some facts before the finish. Um, I'm going to bring into this. Bowling Green has lost the last 12 of his 13 road games in September. They have failed to cover the spread in last six of seven season openers as an underdog, and they've lost in the first half each of the last four games against Conference USA teams. And 
Bowling Green's last six road games have gone over the total points line. Um, jumping into the game itself, the line sits right now at Liberty minus eight and a half. Do you think Bowling Green um, beats the spread on that? Yeah, I mean, I actually am starting to think Bowling Green's going to win. Kind of talked myself into it. So, you know, if they win, you don't even need the eight points. Um, you know, I think that's the fair line. I know it opened at 14. It opened at two touchdowns, which I think was was appropriate considering where these programs are at. But, you know, trends don't matter in gambling. You know, if they did, you could just win every single week, every pick. If you looked at the trends and – that's all they are. I mean, when you look at the trends of not covering certain home openers or, you know, doing whatever with the spread, that's a past team. That's, I mean, especially in the portal era, this team is unrecognizable from last season as most G5 schools are. And so I think you got to throw the records out, throw the trends out early in the season and try to, if you're gambling, pick based more on what happened in the offseason with the portal rather than basing on what happened last year as a team. I think Bowling Green does beat the spread a lot in general because they, a lot of the times they give the other team way too big of um, points, so they want they're not able to cover it. I like I do like betting the the points with Bowling Green. Um, and that takes us to our final point. What is your score prediction for tomorrow's game, Bowling Green versus Liberty? Wow, I haven't even thought of a score prediction yet. Um, let's see. I mean, I really think Bowling Green's defense is still going to be good because the secondary is pretty much all back outside of Chris Bacon, who graduated. And, you know, even with Carl Brooks and Walt Hare departing on the D-line, I think just the depth is a little bit stronger in terms of guys that were able to rotate in last year, like Anthony Hawkins, Billy Roberts. Um, so I think the defense is going to be okay. And I really think Liberty might have some turnovers early because they're getting used to a brand new system, brand new coach, and a really overhauled team in the portal. And so I'm going to go with Bowling Green 24, Liberty 13. The defensive struggle. Uh, that's about accurate what Bowling Green could score. Uh, I do like that prediction a lot. I will go somewhere in the ballpark. I'll say... I'll say Bowling Green 28. I'll say Liberty 21. Um, I'll go a little higher. Um, but we'll see. Just because, you know, first game, defense is still adjusting. But offenses are still adjusting. I got, I'll got i go 28-21. Before we wrap it up, do you have any final thoughts on the game tomorrow? Final thoughts? No, I think it will be really competitive. And I think – a win in week one would do so much for this team that has to go on a rough stretch of road games. So, you know, I'm really, really excited and just hope it's another fun season. All right. That wraps up our weekly Bowling Green preview segment for the week with the co-host Bowling Green Football Talk. Go Falcons.